What You're Cooking Now is a show dedicated to the home cook. We interview authors, entrepreneurs, cooks, chefs, and food lovers alike. We invite all to come and celebrate wonderful culinary creations and the people that make it happen and where you can find them. From American soul food, island cuisine, and all points in between. Come join us. What You're Cooking Now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this first episode of What You're Cooking Now. My name is Chris D. Turner, and we have a wonderful show planned for you. We have two wonderful interviews with two wonderful women. The first is going to be Miss Tamika B. Love, author of the cookbook Cooking with Love, Lost a Battle, Won the War. She's going to be telling her compelling story of not only writing this book, but what inspired it. And we also have certified vegan chef Miss Sean Singleton. She's going to be telling how a plant-based lifestyle actually saved her life and how she helps others on their base journey. So stay with us. This is going to be a wonderful experience. And thank you for tuning in as we start this journey. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. We have on the phone with us Miss Tamika B. Love, writer of the book Cooking with Love, Lost the Battle, Won the War. Miss Love, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and yourself? I'm fine. I've scrolled through your book, and uh, we've had several conversations, and I got to say what a wonderful book this is. It has a, a lot of um, good old-fashioned comfort food recipes. Uh, it's good for a lot of people who have uh, just um, beginning to cook, but it also tells an inspirational story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what led to you creating this book. Well, I want to first thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it and I'm grateful. I am just a girl who was born in the Bronx. I was raised in Harlem by my father's mother for the first five years of my life and then my father's aunt for for um, the remaining years after that uh, with a brief period of me going to live with my parents. I um, just remember growing up and love, just looking and searching for love. That's what I remember my entire life. And what led me to writing this book was me actually hitting my bottom in that quest for love as well. Okay. That's interesting. Um, Elaborate on it just a little bit for, for our audience. Well, about um, almost five years ago, I was in a devastating car accident that left me nearly paralyzed in the neck down. Oh, wow. um, during that time, I was dealing with marriage woes, anxiety, and depression as well. To ultimately, I tried to take my own life. 
and um, I woke up alone and realized that I really wanted to live and did all the necessary things that I needed to do, uh, got the necessary help and support that I needed to get to be able to thrive as I am today. Oh, wow. That, that's something else, you know, I, um, so you put a lot of that energy into this book. So this book was kind of like, um, helping you to heal. I just wanted to incorporate cupping in every aspect of my life as far as healing and, um, because it was used in every aspect of my life as far as um, getting through the hard times. And I used it for everything in my life. Cooking was used to get love, to gain respect. Uh, during my marriage, that was the only thing that I did well that I was um, even recognized in the marriage for doing was cooking side and kitchen. Um, it was my favorite. Oh wow, I see. I see. That's an that's that part there, that's a little little um inspiring um that you took something like that and, and you found strength in it. Um what are some lessons that you've learned over the course of um, writing this book that maybe you found out about yourself that you didn't know before? One of the main lessons that I've learned was that I didn't truly love myself. Because I did, if I did, my choices would have been different. So during this process, I truly learned how to love myself completely and accept myself and forgive myself so to get over and get through anything you have to be able to incorporate those things in your life self-love um acceptance letting go and forgiveness awesome that is the i guess that would be the uh lost the battle won the war part but let's talk about the main title of your book which is cooking with love um tell us what inspired some of these recipes that you have in your book i remember as a young girl growing up with my grandmother just being in the kitchen and loving the idea of being in the kitchen it just always felt like home so when I started really indulging in cooking and really loving food and going to others and experiencing different cultures and diversity, it was really about feeling like home, feeling love. I wanted to make sure I incorporated that in my book. I wanted um, my recipes to represent or, or make you feel like home when you make them and when you eat them. Um, from your culture um, and just love the labors that I created to enhance 
Okay. Okay. What's your... Because I know when you create things, you can't say, oh, this is my, you know, necessarily, you may have a favorite, but maybe you have maybe two or three favorites. Give me your, so I'm going to say it like this. Give me your top five favorite recipes out of out of this book. Okay. My top five are macaroni and cheese. That's like my signature dish. Mm-hmm. I have a chicken and dumplings that I love so much. I have a um, chicken lettuce wrap in there. And I also have um, semi. Those are like my top five. What was that last one again? It's semi. It's a Spanish pork shoulder. Okay. Yes. All right. And I, I love some of the titles that you give. Some that you have have your um, the way you have broken up like I'm looking at right now at chapter 5 you have strength of a woman you call that chapter 5 and then uh, chapter 3 is man cave that's one personally yeah. after my heart the man cave and then you see right here you have soul food um, you know you really are covering you know look like a little bit of everything and and I love that you actually added a white rice recipe. <laughs> you know, that that is be honest with you, you know, we you know, running a um a food group on Facebook with um with all the different um people that we have on it. We have uh-huh. like people who don't cook at all and people who are are executive chefs and all this different mixing. And it's the funny, the funniest, the simplest things are what gets the most um, attention sometimes. And Absolutely. just, you know, cooking rice properly. So something that, you know, if you cook a lot, you don't really take it, you take it, you take some things for granted. It's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to throw this pot of rice on and, and just be done, be done with it. But sometimes it's not as easy as that. And that you took the time to actually incorporate that, you know, this is kind of like, it's kind of like a, almost a handbook. To be honest with right. you, you got to list like a handbook. It's, it's, it's a little bit of life, uh, a lot of love, um, and cooking. Cooking actually can be an analogy for a whole lot of things. Um, and that you used it um, to incorporate life and love, I think is, 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 a, is awesome that it can actually uh, be a life story. There was a movie, oh, I want to say back in the 90s called Soul Food. Uh-huh. Which, um, yeah. I, rem- I remember... When that movie came out, and I worked next door to a Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? That was seen like a million years ago, right? So I, <laughs> it does seem like a million. I worked ago. next door to a Blockbuster, and I remember um, people waiting outside for that for that Blockbuster to open so they can get that movie. Absolutely. And then, and and if you remember that time, it was people were actually doing Sunday dinners for a little while right after that movie came out they it normally died out after i think the end of the year but people were doing that a lot and this is a great book for someone that wants to start that it can get even you know even if you're familiar with the recipes um this is almost like a a refresher course as a refresher course as well because this is it's gonna it's gonna easily be an inspiration as well as a cookbook and Hopefully, this will start a lot of conversations too with people to um, 
you know, connect with their families and connect with each other um, and, and start conversations at home around the dinner table because that's really where we need to go back to putting around that dinner table not sitting in front of the tv with uh, some fast food just shoving it in our mouth but you know sharing with our families uh cooking the experiencing of, of, of cooking and i really enjoy reading it and, and thank you for exposing um our, our listening audience along with myself to this to this book Thank you. I appreciate your appreciation of my creativity. Um, I just wanted to do something different. And I wanted to be real authentic and um, definitely something that will be of value in every way. So I I think I accomplished that. I think you have too. Um, I got my last two questions. My last two questions are, um, what is your hopes for this book? My hopes for this book will be to, um, again, open up dialogue with their families and touch on a lot of topics that are, um, that we all experience every day. So definitely promote dialogue, family gathering, um, through food, uh, you experience love. So definitely my goal is to spread love, to change lives, save a life to empower enlighten encourage and um just let people know that you can do anything just not everything absolutely and the final question which is a is going to be a uh, kind of a feature that i ask all the guests at the end of uh an interview is what's the best thing that you personally have eaten and where did you eat it at Oh my goodness, it was in Aruba. Okay, now this last question is something I I ask all the guests at the end. What is the best thing that you have eaten and where did you get it? Oh my goodness. Aruba. There's this uh, food truck, and um, actually, the people that own the food truck are from the Bronx. Oh, they wow. have this chicken sandwich. It's, it's just a basic cutlet chicken sandwich, but it's just like tenderized so well. And then they have their own special sauce that they put on there. It's just, uh, it melts in your mouth. It's so good. Wow. Okay. I guess that's that gonna be in the, it's gonna be in the next it's gonna be in the next book. Yeah, um, I, I definitely wanna create that. I, I definitely do. <laughs> well thank you, Miss Love. It was a pleasure as always to speak with you. Um I'm sure we're gonna be speaking again and um maybe we'll we'll uh get to have uh another wonderful interview and uh we got to promote your book a little bit more thank you so much again this is tamika b love author of the book cooking with love lost the battle won the war thanks again thank you for having me um you can find the book it's available on amazon.com barnesandnobles.com 
as well as um, my website, AnitaBeLove.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and Facebook at AnitaBeLove. And of course, you will be a featured author, or right now, the featured author on our Facebook group, which is uh, What You're Cooking. So make sure that uh, I'll make sure that you drop a few links and, and recipes all over our site as well. Again, Miss Love, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and you have a great evening on purpose. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for joining us. We have Miss Chandrea Singleton, certified vegan chef. She's going to be talking about healthy lifestyles and her healthy journey. How are you today? I am doing good. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me on. A pleasure to be on your show. It's a pleasure to have you as well. Tell us a little bit about your journey and um, your different things that you do, because. I, I saw a few of your things that, um, and it's very intriguing. Can you tell us about uh, what you do and about being a vegan chef and all that? I definitely can. Well, my journey is interesting because I've never had a vegetarian or a vegan. vegan. Um, it actually started when I was 19. Um, I actually got back to Europe with my friends and picked up a parasite and uh, was able to fortunately get to a hospital um, and took a lot of treatment. But that's where I also was treated with antibiotics, which killed my digestive tract. Um, wow. I IBS anyway. Yeah. So for me, a matter of, I'm going to, it's my life to be able to digest food again, and food was actually a healing for me. So I had to look at other options than what most people could do. So it wasn't a choice coming in because they want to help the, you know, animals and sustainability for my life. Um, and I had to look at a more plant-based lifestyle because of my already uh, serious uh, gastrointestinal issue on top of that, the parasite. So that's when I became vegetarian. And that was at the age of 19. Eventually, I started uh, suffering horribly from migraines, which I've had all of my life, but they began to also take my sight. Every morning, I would wake up blind for like two hours. And neurologists wanted to put them all these medicines with all these horrible side effects. And I just said, I know food works, so let me try food. And sure enough, Chris, it worked. I uh, got a garden in my yard. We had about two acres at the time. We lived in a country area outside of Atlanta. And um, I grew everything except grains and stuff like that. And I was able to get a decent routine. Um, a friend of mine suggested to me, you're already vegetarian. Why don't you come eat and I thought to myself, no way, I love seafood. <laughs> I love, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, so I love seafood. Um, and I just didn't want to do it. It seemed like a lot of work, a lot of prep. Just I didn't have fun for it. Um, but I gave it a try for two weeks. And I went gluten-free, wheat-free, strict, 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 strict vegan. And I tell you, I never looked back. That was in 2006. And uh, to this day, I am not vegan because I do eat honey. And I will eat fish from time to time, but I am more of a plant-based. Um, I do everything pretty much plant-based if I could do. I'll wow. try to find a plant-based option. That's, that's fantastic. Now, now, since 
we do a uh, a cooking group on Facebook. So a lot of th- right. from time from time to time we we post a lot of things and a lot of people have a lot of differing opinions, especially when it comes around uh, like big family gatherings and stuff. And everybody's oh, it's, it's going to be bland without you know without the ham right. hocks and not the smoke the smoked turkey uh, to put into your greens and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, you can do a lot with onions and peppers and herbs, but, you know, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for the most part, you know, it's just not what people do. But um, right. have you missed anything? Have, is anything missing from your, your diet that you wish that you could do? Okay, or you can, or have you found that you can do pretty much anything that you used to do with a, with a, uh, animal-based protein diet you can do in a vegan diet? Oh, definitely, because when I became vegan, my doctor thought I was crazy. He told me I had to be back in deficient in all kind of vitamins. My family thought I was absolutely nuts. Um, but I will tell you, my doctor became plant-based after that. Uh, he's one of my customers uh, as well. And I have not missed a thing. I actually checked my Instagram page out, uh, Health Trust Living. I make soul food. I have a meal on there, macaroni and cheese. Uh, vegan-based uh, plant, chicken meatless fried chicken made out of oyster mushrooms. Uh, I did collard greens. They taste like they've been cooked with smoked turkey and meat. Um, and I also do uh, coleslaw that's vegan. Everything on uh, my cornbread, everything is vegan. And I don't miss my soul food. I don't miss my lasagna. I don't miss uh, anything. I, if I wanted, I just figure out how to make it plant-based and it actually takes me less time because I don't like to cook. So, it's actually, I can make a soul food meal that I just mentioned to you, making my own cheese as well. I don't uh, buy the cheese, I make the cheese. Uh, and I can show people how to do that. It took me less than an hour to make a full course meal that lasted my family for about four days. Wow. In less now, than an hour. Now, the other thing, the other thing, when you talk about a plant-based meal, and versus a traditional, you know, we know the prices. What about the the uh, the, the cost involved? Is it super expensive, or you know, is it, is it something that's really affordable for people to do? It's very affordable, and I tell people, you know, if you're gonna pay now, you're gonna pay later. And right. I talk about that as far as with my health coaches, and I'm a certified health coach as well. I tell people either you pay now or you pay later when it comes to your health. So I don't buy everything organic personally. That's just me. Um, certain fruits and vegetables I do buy organic, but there are a lot that I don't. So you have to do your own um, research on that as far as what, you know, I just make suggestions of what I do, but people have to figure out what's best for their budget and what works for them. But I just took some clients, and that's what I do with my health coaching. Uh, it's part of some people's packages. I take some shopping for your meal that you agree to eat during our program. And we did a quinoa-based meal, and literally, you know what you're going to get before you go to the grocery store. And we got our list. They came out of the farmer's market with organic things, uh, a meal for over 10 days for a full family for less than $40. Oh, wow. And they and were shocked. See, yes. Tell our shocked. listeners one more time, how many people out. was that? How many people did that feed? Uh, I took two with me. Um, but the one lady is her and her husband, um, and the other lady is her, her husband, and her two or three adult children that she was planning on feeding. Okay. <clears throat> For 10 days. They're going to do my 10-day program. 
So, and that's what I tell people. Know what you're going to eat before you go to the grocery store. Make sure it's a well-balanced meal. So, the meals that I suggest are meals that have grains, vegetables, proteins, plant-based proteins. If you want to do a fish, you know, you're going to pay more. Um, one of my clients, she did not want to get the seafood that I, I suggested plant-based, but she wanted seafood. So, when she got the salmon, of course, wild-caught salmon is more expensive. You know, so you're not... You're going to go somewhere else with the farm-raised salmon. Of course, that's cheaper, but you're going to pay for it later because they have hormones, antibiotics, things like that in it, whereas wild-caught does not. They're going to pay a little more. So that's, you know, it all depends on what you want to do. You know, the other client didn't get any fish, and her bill, grocery bill was a lot cheaper. So, so you know, you, you determine what, what you want to pay. I don't force anybody to do anything, but I make suggestions, and I show you how you can keep your budget grocery bill a lot cheaper than what people think when they eat healthy that sounds great as well tell me something um one of the things i saw were you do you were doing some some videos and what kind of what kind of which i only think you've done how many like three or two say that one more time how many how many videos have you done Oh, um, so I've been cooking for a while, and uh, I never get the videos, uh, but I was recently told, you need to do videos, so I have about three or four videos now, we're in the process of recording some more, um, and re-recording some of the ones that I personally recorded on my own, uh, but right now I have about three or four on my uh, Facebook and Instagram page. Okay, that sounds great, so um, can you give us a tidbit of, like, one of your, you know, one of your recipes that... Um, it's pretty popular to give our listeners kind of the idea of what type of meals that they can expect when they uh, go and check your services out. Uh, well, I cook, I cook real meals. I was a vegan for years and I didn't like salad. So that just gives you an idea of what I cook. Mm. <laughs> I am not a salad person, so I like food. Uh, it may surprise you. I've been on, I weigh probably a buck 25, but I eat. When my clients see what I eat in a day, they're like, you don't eat that. I should do. I eat about 2,500 calories a day, but I work out and burn a lot of calories as well. Um, but for me, I made one of my go-to dishes is a lasagna. And it's a plant-based lasagna. There's no meat in it at all. And it's super easy. The cheese you make yourself. Um, I just recently did one that I learned from another chef. And I'll tell you, you know, it's, the cheese is a white sauce cheese. And literally the ingredients are... I use a gluten-free coconut or almond flour. You can use any flour you like. I put the flour, and I have how you do it in the video. I'm going to do a video on how to do it as well, but it's super easy for the cheese. And you can use nutritional yeast. You use some coconut milk. I choose coconut milk because it's a little thicker. And you put it on the stove, and that thickens up. And you season it with whatever seasoning you want. I put salt, pepper, oregano, a little cumin, um, and I infuse it on the stove and white onion and garlic and let that cook and boil and I strain that out and then you just leave it on the stove and let it thicken up. You can add some, you know, processed baked cheese, you know, cashew cheese or something if you want, but you don't have to. So that's, that's the sauce in my lasagna. And literally you make the pasta with eggplant and zucchini, tomatoes. I throw in a little habanero or jalapeno or a little spice. If you want that, you know, it just depends on what you want. You enjoy your, you know, you, you pick your flavors because the flavor is not in the meat. That's what I like for people to understand. Your flavor does not come to your, come to your meat. You still have to marinate meat. You still have to season meat. 
So why not just use those same seasonings inside of your meal without the meat? I remember and that's when... What I show people. Oh, I'm sorry. I remember um, <clears throat> one of the things that my chef instructor when I was in school way back when was the flavors in the fat. And uh, there's a lot of plant-based fat, even though, trust and believe, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a long way from being vegan, but I do know the principles. Um, when, you, when you have things that have a good fat, con- good fat content, you get flavor from that. Um, that's why that's what a lot of people don't understand when they're using things like the uh, especially the the pork the pork it's not the the meat in the pork it's the fat that comes from it that gives you that flavor so if you find alternative things um, that have a lot of good healthy fat that's going to give you a lot of lot of flavor because uh, I've eaten some vegan yeah. meals I've eaten some you know right but you know I still <clears throat> it's gonna be a long way before I give up my my ribeye steaks, but <laughs> it's gonna be a little while. But but um, incorporating that into um, my lifestyle, especially because I'm a type two diabetic. Even though okay. even though I've lost a lot of weight, I still got my issues. And incorporating more fruits and vegetables into my diet, I can see that my numbers have totally changed. So, in order to totally get out of that um, <clears throat> spectrum of being a type two, and uh, doctors have told me that it's now it's, it's very possible. I'm looking at at different options <clears throat> in, in order to uh, try to achieve that ultimate goal. It may take you know it may take a few steps, but you know these are things that you got to look at in, in order to take better control of your situation. And, you know, I do want to say, too, you know, like you made a key point there, adding not trying to be a vegan. And the majority of my customers are not vegan or vegetarian, never have any plans to be. Um, but what we do help people, which we've helped you as well, um, you've been a part of our program, uh, eating program, and we help you not do diet. We don't diet. I do not do diet. They tell people if you're looking for a diet, you come to the wrong place. We teach you how to eat what you like in a healthier way. And when you talk about flavor, your olive oil choices make a difference in how you flavor. Oh yeah, absolutely, Great absolutely. Oils. You know, different oils like that, and then the type of onions that you use, using shallots, using garlic, you know, all of those things add the flavor into your food. So that's what we like for people to do is add your herbs, add your spices. You don't need, and you know, you can get your fat from coconut oil, and the type that you purchase will change the flavor of your food. And foods themselves have a lot of um, flavor inside of them as well. So adding different things, you know, you put them a bok choy. They have a flavor of their own. You know, it's just so many options out there. And you, once you clean your palate, then you're able to actually taste things a, a lot more as well. And, and that literally takes 10 to 12 days. And we have a 10-day program um, where we have customers like yourself who are not able to, because they're diabetic, eat fruits and vegetables because, you know, the fruits too much sugar, even though it's a natural sugar. So we I'm have glad I don't have you know, that particular problem because I stay active. So right. I, I need, I'm glad I don't have that problem. <laughs> but but I but, but yeah, there, there are some that really are bad with that. <clears throat> What's up, you know, with the sugar? So that's why we when you talk about eating, increasing your fruits and vegetables, increasing your fruits and vegetables, um, you know, getting that into your system. 
that is very key. And getting it in a vine and a vine ripening raw state is very important. I definitely want to say that because for me, the results that I felt with the program that I use now of being able to get fruits and vegetables in a raw vine ripening state, most people are not going to go to a farmer's market or be a part of a CSA and purchase, you know, fruits and vegetables from a local farmers. So now you said something. You said a, a CSA because because a lot of people don't know what it is. Can you explain to, to us what that is? Basically, that's a local community where they have farmers that you can purchase. Usually, well, in Atlanta, it'll cost like a hundred and thirty, a hundred and forty dollars a month, and you get a box or a bag of local grown fruits and vegetables for that week, and you come and pick them up from the community. Um, farmers who all are a part of this and you pay your monthly fee or your yearly fee however you choose to do it Okay, we're just about out of time for that particular segment okay. uh, hold on for one moment we're going we're gonna to wrap it up we're going to pause here right here okay Okay, and we're back. Thanks for holding, Shandria. So you was talking about um, vegetables in its vine-ripened state, fruits and vegetables. Um, can you um, elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, because that's where we really want to put the focus in on is not just eating to fill ourselves, but eating to fuel ourselves. And that is the power of food. You can put food in your body, and you don't want the focus to be to fuel your body, but to fuel it again. So when we talk about eating healthy, uh, you know, recipes and stuff, we're going to really focus on not just eating that belly and all of that. We're going to talk about food that fuels you. So the best way to do it, of course, is we'll give you some raw options uh, that are uncooked. We'll show you. I use my dehydrator. We have some webinars coming up. Um, on my page where I'm going to really focus on things, cooking things to a minimum as well, like pizza from a dehydrator and making it all raw and dehydrated, as well as lasagnas that are plant-based, but you never know it. So I invite your listeners to join my Facebook page, and you can find me at Facebook, and my page is Sean, and you spell that C-H-A-U-N apostrophe S, Healthy Trails Living. I invite you to join me there for upcoming, not only live food meal prep, but we're going to go grocery shopping as well, Chris. I love to take people grocery shopping with me so they can see that eating healthy is not expensive. And we'll also do some meal prep. I do that at least once a month. Um, I show people how to choose your meal, shop for it, and then put it in a meal prep up to seven to ten days. So fun things like that as well as I host events with doctors, nutritionists, uh, nurses, Anybody could think of, uh, vegan chefs, other other folks, just regular folks who incorporate healthy eating. And uh, check me out at Sean's Healthy Trails Living. Again, that's C-H-A-U-N apostrophe S, Healthy Trails Living. Oh, wow. You make that sound so interesting. I, I think I may have to uh, try it. The next time you're home, I think I'm going to have to, uh, next time you come back home down to Fort Lauderdale, I think I'm going to have to uh, take you up on on some of, some of that training because uh, man you make it sound so so interesting I think my family would really enjoy that because we're kind of well, we're kind of we kind of adventurous so I think I'm game for that 
Really? I'm serious. I'm serious. I think I want to want to try that, you know, because I, you know, I I kind of an amateur. I come an amateur chef myself. You know, I love I love to cook. I love to ex, love to explore and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I'm game for it. You know, I I can put down the steaks for a couple of for a couple of weeks and 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 see. Even though I don't eat them every every week, I think I think we eat more chicken. Um, I think we're gonna grow some feathers around here, but uh, adding, but I, I can see the value in, in what you're saying. And you never know; it, it's so much going on with food these days, with the preservatives and the processed foods, and getting that in a, in a, like I said, a vine ripened state. Uh, adding those fruits and vegetables into your system, um, you know, can make us feel a whole lot better because you know from the air and everything else that's that's going on. So. I can really appreciate what you what you do. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. And this is Miss Sean Singleton, Shandria Singleton, um, certified vegan chef. Her information also is going to be on our What You Cooking Facebook pages. Um, so make sure you check them out. And of course, you said you're going to have some some webinars coming up, correct? Correct. So everybody look look out for that. Again, thank you so much, Miss Singleton. And you have a wonderful day. Thank you for coming in and talking with us. Thanks, Chris. I want to say a special thank you to everyone that tuned into this first episode of What You Cooking Now. I want to thank also my two guests. Miss Tamika B. Love and Sean Singleton. Miss Love's book, Cooking with Love, Lost the Battle, Won the War, you can pick up on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. And Sean's information will be on our Facebook page as well. In behalf of myself, Chris D. Turner, and executive producer, Mr. Jason Thomas Sr., and all the hard-working women like Miss Davis and Miss Presley that work on our Facebook page and our social media, we want to say thank you. Next time when you tune in to us, we're going to have more guests, more fun, guaranteed. And in closing, always want to say, when love is your main ingredient, everything tastes better. Thank you and see you later. <laughs>